Welcome, everybody, to the Saniac Podcast. If you're new here, this is the Saniac Podcast where we host live weekly recaps of MTV's The Challenge, War of the Worlds 2, and we also do cast interviews, and we have a fantastic website with tons of amazing content for you guys, saniacpodcast.com. We just uploaded a new Laurel's elimination quiz, so all her wins, if you can list all the people that she's beat, it's a really fun quiz. There's like nine answers um, and about a minute, and I've done it. I did it about four or five times where I forgot uh, Teresa, and then I did it again, and I finally got it uh, within, like, 30 seconds. So it's fun once you get it. And, yeah, we have a new merch line. I am sporting our very own Saniac Podcast tee. We have me and Zach on the side and our logo on the back, which is really cool. We also have other shirts and other designs. That's one of them up there. And we also have Joe and Coral-inspired merch. This is the Coral Mug, and it's I Don't Wrestle, I Beat Bitches Up, so it's really fun, uh, and I really like it. And we are going to be launching different lines of different quotes and things like that, which are really fun and iconic in challenge memory. Uh, but let's get on to tonight's episode. There's so much that's been going on. It's been a crazy opening to this season. I mean, back to back to back heavy hitters just going out, legends of the game, people who you would expect to make to the final uh, being knocked out right away. So it's, I don't know if it's like foreshadowing for the way that the rest of the season is going to play out. Is it going to be all of the best going out, you know, in a row? Is that just how it's going to happen from now on? Uh, or is this the end of that? And we're going to start seeing, you know, a different kind of gameplay from here on out. So we'll see. It's definitely, definitely a fun season for sure. Uh, super entertaining. And it's been really exciting. Uh, there is one thing that I have to point out before we start, which is the commercials that have been going on for the anti-vaping campaign. Does this not remind you so much of the campaign for, um, it was like, was it anti-marijuana or something when the people were melting on the couch? Yes. Uh, you're like totally catching me off guard. I didn't think you were going to leave with this. This is, <laughs> this is hilarious. Because just, doesn't <laughs> it remind you so much of that? It, honestly, like when I see those commercials, I just think of that. As a teenager, watching everybody melting on the couches is honestly yeah. it's such an the, iconic. The campaign. best one of all time is is like when when the dad catches his son, uh, like smoking weed. He goes, "Who did you learn this from? Who taught you this?" And the son goes, "I learned it from you, Dad. I learned it from you." <laughs> that was uh, that was just classic. a great yeah. Those were classic right there. That's when Dare was really popular. That program and shit. Yeah, man. Um, okay, so anyways. Back to the episode, back to the season. Uh, you know, we had another person going out tonight. So we'll recap how it all played out uh, and we'll go through everything step by step. Uh, if you guys have any questions for the episode, anything you really want us to talk about, I know people are going to be jumping in here wanting us to discuss Ninja's performance, Kara's uh, so, like statements. This... I mean, this is like a Zach heavy episode i would say this fucking episode made it makes me look like i'm a psychic <laughs> it's like so many things that i've been harping on and they all came to a pass like they all culminated tonight it's it's equal parts um fascinating and frustrating 
Um, I, I just, I kind of want to puke sometimes with, with, with this. I, I, I really, I can't believe this shit. It honestly, every, every five minutes I was like, oh, Zach's going to love this. I was just writing down notes. I'm like, this is going to be one for Zach right here. Uh, all right. I so have some good notes. Let's start it off. We start off with the, uh, elimination celebration sort of the aftermath. Everybody's coming back into the house. Classic, you know, we just won our alliance is doing yeah. well, sort of, uh, cheering and things like that. Uh, and this is where we start to see how the other side is going to play now that the doors have been opened to this whole going against each other thing. And to me, it's less that they were so anti going against each other and more that they wanted to be the ones to have taken the first hits and because they were the first punches because they weren't, they got pissed off and caught off guard. And then that's when they were like, all right, we have to ramp up our timeline and now we have to start hitting against our own team as well. And this is where they start talking about how, you know, they started it. Um, you know, we have to finish it. There's still another person left in. We see Polly's campaign starting off against bananas and all that good stuff. Uh, and then we jump into the Team USA meeting. Uh, this is where we get the divorced parents comments and really where we get Josh's big speech. I mean, you have to have had thoughts on, I, I, I don't even know if it was like a speech, if it was just an emotional plea. It seems like Josh has just had enough of everybody's shit. Uh, but they, they all do make good points. You know, it does seem like he is being a little bit manipulated. Josh, uh, granted, I did not watch his Big Brother season, but I have always been told, and from everything I've seen, uh, is a very emotional man. Mm. And from the first time that it w that he was listed on the cast list for last season, this is what everyone told me: um, is is that he, you know, th this is what you can expect out of him, and it makes for good TV. I don't really see him as much uh, of the like proverbial swing vote as maybe he's trying to paint himself because I, I would think that he's you know pretty much in lockstep with Johnny, uh, or he would have been at the start of this episode. But but he is really... close to Polly, so that does factor into yeah. it. You know, it does come into play. I do. That's always weird to me because like he wasn't close to Polly last season, or there was no you know there was nothing linking the two of them. And then this season, it's like, oh, yeah, we're big brother guys. So Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They it's could weird. have gotten close after the fact. You never know. Um, but I do wonder how much power he's even going to have in the game going forward. Because we all assumed he'd be the first one out. And it, you know, everybody else is yeah. fighting with each other that he's sort of taken a backseat to being a target. So I wonder at what point that's going to come up. Because you know the team is really strong. And he's not a weak player per se. But the fact that Team USA is at such a level... He, they're going to want him gone at some point. So we'll see when that comes in. Um, who do you think is going to be the next target on Team USA now? Do you think it's going to be Josh or do you think they're going to go with Leroy? Well, I don't think it's going to be Leroy because... Um, Link to Cam. This is what Leroy always does. He gets burned for siding with bananas and then he kind of slithers by. And also, he's a non-threat in my book. <laughs> Leroy, God, man, he still can't fucking swim. Yeah. Oh my God. That was pretty I, I don't, bad. I don't understand the shit. I was honestly shocked at that. Um, okay. So then we get uh, Polly and Johnny's deal, which I think everybody knew wasn't going to last very long. That handshake seems so flimsy. Uh, and we jump right into CT having a little spiel with his Team UK members. And this is where we, you know, start seeing them strategize about how they need to slim down their team, how they have to start getting rid of some of their weaker players to become a tighter unit. And it reminds me so much of, you know, the talk that they would have in Inferno and all of those days where it was team events and 
they had to actually quote unquote trim the fat, which I know we hate that saying, and it's not necessarily the best thing to say, but it is essentially what they're trying to do now, get a tighter unit. And I think that they could be a really strong team. I mean, you look at some of their girls, Georgia, Jenny, they're fantastic. Even Nicole did pretty well uh, today. And then you see some of their weaker players. If they got rid of that, they could be a pretty strong team. I have, um, I've really missed team challenges. Me too. I, I hope that if anything comes out of this, it's production seeing how successful this, this format can be. I mean, we really went, we went so long without having like a traditional two team challenge. Mm. Um, so I, I'm, I'm really enjoying that side of it. Yeah. It'll be fun to see if it actually stays team challenges throughout, but we'll never know that until the way end. Uh, okay, so then we get into the daily challenge. This one was called Hooked. And this reminded me so much of Rivals uh, with Cece and Adam when they did really well on that challenge and they were the only ones to mm -hmm. hook onto that zip line. This was the same thing. Except explain to me how the hook was even relevant. Did anybody else notice this? The hook seemed like it was yeah. irrelevant to the entire thing because you could just run off and hang by your carabiner. And then you'd be fine. Like, I don't understand why they had to hook onto anything. In the comment or, or like in the preview set uh in, in the previews for the season when you saw clips from this, it was like making it seem that if they missed the hook, they were like plunging into the water. Yeah. And that's old school challenge. That's what's I that's what I was expecting. And yeah, we didn't get that. We just got you like being at a slight disadvantage because you're falling a little bit. I I don't know. And, you know, on top of that, it, it sort of defeated the whole thing where you had to hold on and then you wouldn't have to swim as much because then they just they all got to swim the same length, it seemed like. So I didn't understand what the point of that was. Uh, and I was hoping for a little bit more, uh, a little bit more of the hook factoring into the actual challenge and not just be like, you know, jump off and hang on. Um, I do think they maybe have gotten some legal advice that they can't do as dangerous of stuff because yeah. you're noticing there's yeah. more protection in place. And I don't know, maybe if it's because the Brits have come on, so they have bigger teams, bigger lawyers, demanding more safety and things like that. But it does seem like they're upping uh, the safety requirements, the safety standards for the challenge, which I guess in a way is good for the competitors. Uh, so if you guys haven't watched yet, I know a lot of people don't watch the challenge. They had to run up, uh, irrelevantly hook something onto uh, a zip line. And then they just got pulled down all the way through to the water. They had to unhook themselves from the carabiner, which seemed to be a tricky thing for a lot of people in the episode, and swim past a buoy and then to like a cool ship as the finish line. And their time stopped. The team with the lowest combined time was the winner. Uh, but they did go in heats against each other. So we got to kind of see and compare different people. And there were a lot of really interesting comparisons that we can make tonight. Uh, we have to talk about Tori versus Cam. I know they didn't go against each other, but we got to see their times. And it's pretty interesting to see who's the better swimmer in that case. Um, a lot of the rivalries that we could talk about, you know, Theo didn't do too well. Rogan killed his time. Uh, so there was some, some comparisons that we can make and pull from the episode, which was cool. And it's the first time we've seen individual, comp individual competitions right now where we get the times, we get the actual, we get the actual results. God, I have so many fucking things to say about this. Um, you and I are both on record that a pretty good amount of the planet that we live on is covered by water. And if you can't swim, what the fuck are you doing? We're talking basic human survival. Um, and it's like people are taught how to swim. There's swimming lessons. You grow up 
you learn how to swim. Some people, they wait a little longer. When I went to high school, we had swim class in high school. So people who didn't yet know how to swim, they learned how to swim in high school. They were in the lower Was your level pool really class. gross? We, I, I it, was, it was really cold. Like uh, having to go to swim class winter. in December. Yeah, it was the worst. Um, but um, yeah, like it, it's unacceptable. And there's people who have done multiple challenge seasons multiple 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 challenge seasons that know that you're going to be swimming you're going to be falling into the water and it's fucking embarrassing man like i legitimately know like six-year-olds that mm. could swim better than some of the people that we saw swimming tonight i have so many thoughts get me started on it and i'll just i'll just chime in i'll just Definitely. go for it i know what you mean i mean i had a lot of comments like that too and jordan made some throughout the episode which i know you probably loved so we'll run down who uh, who went up against each other. We had Jenny versus Ninja. Jenny just killed her. I mean, she was an absolute beast. Honestly, I, I was loving watching her swim. Ninja, did you think that she was throwing the comp? I mean, I, there no, were so many. She, no? No, she, she was not throwing the comp. She's just not. Are you saying that because yeah. you just don't want her to be good? Or are you saying I, that because? I, I'm saying it because she's not. She, she's not good. That's, that's what it comes down to. I mean, that, that's just like, that's as plain as day. She is so unathletic and uncoordinated and she, it was bad. It was so bad. And it makes her look so bad after everything that happened last week and after everything we've been dealing with, um, on Twitter. Did did you not like how she handled it? I did think that she handled it pretty well. In the fact that, you know, she's mature about it. She's like, listen, it's my downfall. Like, let's figure it out. Let's work on it. It's not like she's a psycho-rational person who's going around, like, screaming and, and tantruming. Um, you know, she ha- she has, like, she wants to get better. She has that sort of cooperation spirit. I, I suppose I see where you're coming from with that. And I will, I will leave it at that. But I will say hey, that... that's a big deal. It was such a joke for someone who's being praised as like a high level athlete and for someone who had an overwhelming majority of people like defending her after last week oh my fucking god yeah well i mean i I, I wouldn't like say that they were defending but i know what you mean i know what you mean it is it is like a a knock from glory although i don't think that she's someone who i think she gets overexcited i don't think she's overly cocky i do think that she knows that she has like pro that she has areas to work on um, i think my worry more after what happened last week with like the fan outcry or should i say stan outcry on twitter and facebook and all that i just want to make sure that those people um who i don't trust to look at things in the same lens as what i would call like a rational viewer i just i just hope that like those people can see the differences between someone like as i keep saying like someone like jordan who is like a, an, a a very athletic person yeah. and ninja who has upper body strength and climbs a lot. There, there's such a there's such a big difference, which leads me into Jordan's epic takedown of noted terrible swimmer Cara Maria. Um, you were loving this, weren't you? Listen, bottom line, and I I sent out a tweet for this that. If you are on this show and you can't swim competently or you can't swim at all, I don't respect you. And I will never respect you. So if there's anybody who I like rep 
who I've repped on the show, if you guys can send me like evidence of them not being able to swim, I will throw them under the bus so fucking fast because it's embarrassing. And then we get to Kara, who is like, Kara and Leroy are 1A and 1B on the, the can't swim people list and how I just have to kind of cringe when I watch them. Uh, Jordan says something so fucking epic. As Kara is flopping in the water, he goes, what do you do in your off time other than pull-ups? I wrote that exact Fan- line down. I knew you'd Fantastic. love it. Fantastic. And then, you know, he, he be, in the lead up to that, he called out her bravado um, and how she, she talks about all, all the stuff that she accomplishes on the show. And he's fucking right. What do you do? Uh, like, whew, man, I'm going to. I'm going to keep it cool, guys, because I could really go in, and I probably will as this as this episode continues. You definitely but, will. Um, but, but we yeah. do have to talk about this carabiner shit that went down the whole episode, because it was a theme. It started with Jordan when he went against Idris. I mean, he killed Idris, but he still had issue with that carabiner. And then there was, again, like, so many people had that struggle. It, it As if they'd never used a carabiner in their lives. Like, the whole, I think maybe the safety had amped up so much. These were better carabiners than they've used in the past. Like they're they're trying to protect them more that they actually are having trouble getting out of them, um, which is this funny. was um, the the carabiner issues. It it was shades of the Cyrus and Kahuta. I'm sorry, as Nani says, Kahuta, the Cyrus and Kahuta elimination on ruins. You remember that one where, where they're both on the log yes. and they had to, yeah, they had to yeah, unclip yeah, themselves yeah. from the carabiner? And Cyrus was smoking them, but he, he couldn't get himself out of the carabiner. Well, all he had to her. do was pull over, right? And then yeah. he never ended yeah. up doing that. And yeah, he kept he tri- yeah, that was so stupid. Yeah. That was and we haven't, seen, we haven't seen Big Psy since. No, Damn we shame. have not. We have not. Except in the Saniac studio, which Shani and, and Big Psy did a, uh, that was a uh, fun interview together. That was yeah. a good one. Um, yeah, so that was, that was cool. Honestly, the, the whole uh, challenge right now, it just was a very old school. Like the, obviously the safety mechanisms were a lot more uh, enhanced, but it felt like an old school challenge. It was re- really reminiscent of things that they would do in the past. It also reminded me of the one where they um, leaped onto that surfboard that was floating. Do you remember that one? They leap onto the surfboard that was floating and then they had to like float mm-hmm. down the like water right on top of it. So many people fell. I think the, it was cutthroat. The only people that could do it were like Luke and... Was it Abe? I think even he fell at one uh, point. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember what you're talking about now. Yes. Yeah, people were taking nasty falls. Uh, that was uh, a bad speaking one. Of, uh, speaking of other throwbacks to past challenges during this mission, when Nicole was standing on the platform and she was too scared to jump, and according to Jordan, Nicole stood on the platform for like two minutes before she jumped. Um, I got shades of Leah on the challenge Inferno wow. one Leah from way real back. World, yeah from real world Paris uh, CT season when they had to do like a bungee jump and she was so scared CT that so she like passed out and had to get medical attention and she I, I don't think she ever did the jump and yeah CT, CT was, was not nice to yeah, her yeah CT and the it, the whole episode is genius because the editing the whole time they're they're cutting in you know, clips of Leah saying, you know, CT and I, we really didn't get along in Paris, but I think our relationships come a long way. And then they're interspersing that with CT going, Leah's trash. You know, we got to get out of here. And and she fails on the jump. Oh, it was fucking great. 
I remember that. I remember that so well. That was, I love when they juxtapose things like that next to each other, yeah. where it's like one person's like, I think we're best friends. And then they celebrate. Oh man, Irving. Irving <laughs> uh, coming in at my age right now. Does this Jordan goatee make me look older or younger is the real question. Oh yeah. Got everybody. We have to judge the facial hair every week as we go. I think that's going to be very important. Uh, it's, it's something that we'll have to do. We need to get a photo, a progress photo every single week. So we can line them up and do a collage yeah. at the end of it and see how it's grown in. It honestly looks better than it did last week. Well, yeah, I've been doing some work on it. <laughs> it's got a ways to go. All right. So Nicole did pretty well. Um, you know, after her jump off, after she passed the whole scared point, she actually did pretty well. And she swims against Kara. Obviously you loved watching this. Joss and Polly. Mm. Polly wins by about 30 seconds. It wasn't too crazy. Joss still swam pretty well. Ashley and Dee, uh, this was like incredible. This was just, I mean, Dee is really slow, but she wasn't as bad as the rest of the people. So it, it ended up not seeming so bad. Um, Dee looks like a normal person who doesn't know how to swim and then like works to improve their swimming. Yeah, yeah. Like she's, like, not like, she's not progress. like catastrophic. Like she's trying yeah. and you can see and she also wasn't um, she wasn't going that slowly if you actually looked at her. Do you know what I mean? Like she wasn't, she was going, you could tell she was having struggles, whatever, but she wasn't like Esther, <laughs> which God. was the funniest mm. shit. She had me cracking up watching it. Honestly, I started tearing. The um, quote, the, I, I got to give props to the interaction between CT and Bananas during this. Um, that was great. I, I believe... What did they say here? I know I know I have that quote written down. Oh, okay, Cam Johnny says, Cam, I can't swim for a damn versus and then CT says Esther the buoy. That was pretty great. Oh yeah, because if she was impersonating a buoy, that was so funny. Because she wasn't Cam, just I can't at one swim point. for a damn. Yeah, Cam wasn't that good either. And once again, that's not a good look for Cam after mm -hmm. talking shit on Laurel um last week. Yep. Uh heavily. Uh it was not a good look. Um, and then, Cam, by the way, Cam, so Cam is not a very good swimmer. Uh, she's horrible at eating challenges, which, which has been a, a running story. Oh, but are you, do we even count eating challenges? As like, eating, the, eating challenges are on every season. You have to, if there's a certain type of, if there's a certain type of challenge that's on every season, you, you have to factor in, you know, who delivers on those and who doesn't. And Cam you know, she can't swim very well. She can't eat very well. I don't know what her cardio is like. So really, what is she bringing to the table here? I don't, hey, you know, challenges. she's a threat in, I don't know, not that many realms. Mm. I, um, okay. So then we had, uh, we had Turbo versus Rogan. Now talk to me about Turbo here. Were you expecting this? Cause he, I thought he was a good swimmer. This was confusing to me for sure. Um, well, and this is where we get Zach's, back on Zach's line. We, we didn't really get much swimming from turbo last season um in the final the water portion was a kayak i believe mm. um so in terms True. of having to freestyle swim we did not really see turbo exposed in that way like he was here okay i think i just did it i think i just banned him so I'm hoping we did that. Sorry, guys. My head's been in a little bit of a different space. We had yeah, somebody we're, in the comments yeah, section that was here. being really um, just outrageous. So we just banned him. Hopefully that worked. And if not, well, they don't know who it is anyways. Um, okay, so back to the show. Uh, 
We get Bananas versus Theo after that, which I I assumed uh, Theo would win this. It's like all he had to do is like reach across. He's so fucking tall. How's Johnny's a, a good swimmer. swimmer. Um, J- Johnny is has it, always is been he, a quality is he known swimmer. For that? He's not known for it, but I would say he's under the radar uh, about it. And it was it was most well represented in Bloodlines. That remember that mission where you had to swim all the way underwater and put your head yes, into this air with bubbles. Jamie. Yeah, and the only people mm. that could do it were like Johnny and Abe. And pretty much seventy five percent of the cast couldn't swim. Oh, was it Abe that he was down yeah. by? Yeah, it was it was Abe and Johnny. And then okay. they're doing the whole thing. Johnny's like, Oh my god, I'm trapped underwater with Abe and, yeah, and yeah, all that. Yeah. That um, was the, one of the coolest challenges. I'll never forget it. Like visually, yeah. that was one of the coolest it was awesome. challenges. I would love to see them bring it back. They probably don't bring it back because they probably spent so much money on it and only had two people who can fucking swim on their cast. Yeah. Well, sorry. if they made it, I think what if they made it higher up, guys? if they made it higher up, then that, that would work out. I mean, Jenna the got thing, first. They had to go down so low. Yeah. That was cool. I would it's love hard to, to free dive that. that low. That's that's a difficult task. Yeah. Uh, Greg, Greg <laughs> knows what's up. Like, guys, we've already been over who the good swimmers are on the show. Wes, obviously. Tyler, Shane, Sarah is a great swimmer. Sarah is a CT, good swimmer. Sarah. CT is a quality Jordan, swimmer. Jordan, obviously, yeah, proved Jordan tonight. is fantastic. Um, and fucking Jenny gets into these ranks now. I mean, she's a yeah. beast. Holy crap. It, it's it's just, it's like I said, it's something that there's always swimming involved on challenge seasons. Marie's a good swimmer, too. Yeah. Uh, Marie is, is she like... Did that, she did that challenge uh, for... Uh, on vendettas i think fuck, what was his name i really like him i forget that the guy that she was like the guy he fucked up because he like couldn't go down to get the buoy or something and she had to go get the buoy yeah oh my god what's yeah, his i name? think it was Why brad no no it wasn't, wasn't it brad, brad who no it up? was um no not that challenge i'm talking about the one on her first battle of the seasons where they oh um, they, was like, it, for ha- tra- it, it was for trey or rob 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 okay. there we go yeah. rob yeah, that, she that went man's. down and did, like, the whole thing. I mean, she killed it. Um, yeah, so we we know who the good swimmers are. It's something that should be, like, like the... the uh, Chuck is apparently a great swimmer, but we really didn't get to see him do anything on his one season. Yeah, he's like a surfer and stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay, so anyways, then we go back in, and we see, you know, back to back to back, lots of people were winning. It was going back and forth between Team USA and Team UK. Uh, Georgia beat um, Nani pretty badly. Kyle versus Josh. Josh won that. Uh, Tori killed Kaylee. And Tori also killed Cam by like freaking three minutes. It was insane. Um, and uh, Esther versus Cam. Cam obviously won that. I mean, that would have been hard to lose. Uh, and Zach versus CT. Zach won that, but not too bad. I think it was by about a minute. Um, yeah. And then you had Bear and Leroy. Obviously, Bear won that. And that's where we get. Uh, Bear's little charismatic moment for the episode where he's now Spider Bear. <laughs> I want a uh, panda bear funny. version. Um, that was funny. Le- my notes for Leroy just, you know, what the fuck, man? WTF? This is. But this he is wasn't every horrible. Now. He wasn't. Ho- he wasn't horrible. Although I guess we didn't see the times. Also, um, I believe it was. I believe it was. Um, for the first time, it was either during the challenge or right afterwards. Did you notice that Rogan dropped the term swinging your... Oh, I'm sorry, never mind. That was during deliberations. In the tribunal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Rogan dropped the term swinging your dick around twice. And it was uncensored. <laughs> oh, usually, yeah, and TJ also said the word ass. Yeah, uncensored. like usually, especially swinging your dick around, I feel like would be censored. But maybe because Rogan, you know... He's got so much swag and charisma when he says it that maybe they just let it fly. 
Well, the Brits have a much less censored TV than we do. So maybe yeah. they're bringing that kind of vibe over to MTV USA. Uh, but, but it was a good challenge overall. I really liked it. I thought it was fun yeah, to be able it. to actually see them compete individually. We really got to see people, uh, people's strengths. Tori did amazing. I'm just going to say it again. Tori did amazing. Uh, the thing everybody... with Tori is that she she looks like a competent swimmer, and as we've discussed, there's so many people who suck at swimming. It's like, is she just a competent swimmer, or is she a, is she a good swimmer? Well, she did it in about four oh, minutes something, which was yeah. really good. You know, yeah, it was only it was, about was a minute time. more than Jordan's time. So, I mean, come on. You know, that was fantastic. Yeah, she was uh, staking her claim as, as a potential threat. We were debating that last week, like what her threat level is. Zach has Rogan's dick on the brain. <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? There was actually, someone's mentioning um, the accent right now. Rebecca said, doesn't need censoring with that accent. And did you, there was a point when CT was talking to his team, I could not understand a word he was saying. There was a good, yeah. there was a good like two minutes that CT was talking and all I heard was, yeah, well, why doesn't CT get the subtitle? Treatment? I was like, how is there no subtitles under this? I literally <laughs> flat out had no idea what he just said. And the yeah. Brits looked just as confused as I did. They were like, yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. It was hilarious. Uh, okay, so then we get the speaker. This is where they vote in Polly. Nobody causes a storm, although Bananas really should have caused the scene at this point. Uh, yeah, and fuck, he brings in Kara, which just shows how lame he is. They could have brought in another ally, somebody that would have voted with him, not just his girlfriend. Uh, and Jordan, which I did think was a great move. I thought that was really nice of him to bring in Jordan. He was the fastest. He deserved it. Well, uh, Jordan, you know, see. is Jordan is that fucking dude. It, it was uh, we got to talk about Jordan on Twitter tonight because it was right around this time during the episode live that Jordan was sending out some fantastic tweets. Th this guy is he is quickly rising up my ranks as just someone that is I, I guess I didn't give him enough credit up until probably around Dirty 30. Um so what were your thoughts on Jordan going into this season? Well, I think everybody, you know, it's no surprise. I love Tori and Jordan. I think they're great. I just think they're such a cute couple, but I've always, always liked them individually before they even got together. So when they did get together, to me, it was just like, yes, this, this pairing of people that I really liked. Um, and they're both just right up my street. They're both so my vibe. Uh, and I think he's one of those people who, although he has a big mouth, he actually backs it up every single time. And on top of that, he's not afraid to fail. Like he'll make a crazy move, risking himself in his own game just because he wants to, because he wants to see if he can, he wants to challenge himself. Like what he did with bananas, you know, that was a sick move, um, on free agents going up and pulling all the fucking kill cards like that. Uh, you know, so, was it smart? No, but he's the type who doesn't want to back down. He wants to be able to actually back up what he's saying, whether or not he's going to follow through on it or and win or not. You know, well, as you know, with um, as you know, with a lot of challenge fans, that that's like the one, I guess, black, you know, that's like the one black eye on Jordan's resume is, is that on free agency pulled all the kill cards and lost. So, as you know, in this community, anytime somebody tries to say anything, you know, positive about them, they'll just be like, oh, yeah. What about on free agents when he pulled all the kill cards and he lost that shit? So anyways. Like, I don't mind that, though. That's to yeah. me, that's a plus. That that yeah, shows that someone's willing to... That to... started the journey, and then he got better from there. So uh, around, as I said, at some point during the episode, Jordan is tweeting out. And someone says... Uh, someone had said to him a couple days ago... Um, 
My thoughts are that you are a dumbass for even questioning the ability of Natalie, Kara, and others when your leave so much to be desired competition-wise. Obviously, there's going to be spelling errors in here and grammatical errors because this is a this is a Twitter troll. So Jordan today responds, I'm the best ever, period. <laughs> Hashtag champ champ, because he's a two-time champ. Hashtag the challenge 34, which starts people tweeting shit at him during the episode and... People come in with pretty predictable shit. For example, someone comes in and says, Derek would destroy you to this day. Slow your roll. Jordan comes back at this guy and says, he had his chance and got left in Argentina. Referring to the (laughs) Dirty 30 final where Jordan smoked him. That was fantastic. I'm fucking loving this guy. I am loving Jordan. He is like... He's the voice, uh, I said it last week, he's like the voice of reason on the show right now. He's the voice of sanity. And you may not like the way he does it because he speaks with confidence. Mm. But, like, even when Pauly was the speaker, Pauly didn't get to, like, make his speech and be like, oh, yeah, I'm the speaker. Jordan was, Jordan said Pauly's the speaker. Because Jordan's, like, Jordan's the fucking big dog on that team. He is. He's playing a fantastic game right now. I'm just worried that, actually, I'm not really worried because I think that he can handle himself. Uh, without the numbers on his side and I do think that him and Tori are such a good and strong pairing that there's really no one who's going to come close to competition when it comes to to well-rounded athleticism than those two you know I think they train in so many different areas Uh, and like Jordan you know he makes fun of all the other people who don't do well but even think back to when he wasn't as good and I'm talking about his first season he was amazing he made the final in his first season Absolutely killed it with Marlon as, as his partner. Um, I remember that first challenge. They even came out the gate swinging. They did really well. So he's he's definitely someone not to be fucked with. And I don't think he cares about defending himself to the fans. And I don't think he cares about like what other people think in this way. Because he's proven himself so many different times. And he's also not afraid to fail. I feel like other people who hype themselves up so much think that one failure completely taints their reputation as being the best. But for him, that's just not the way that it works. He just knows that one failure is one failure. And that's just the way it is. You know, we all have those Yo, moments. I got to say, Jessica, I see you in the comments questioning why I don't say positive things about people of color is, is, is what you're implying. And that's not, what, that's not what I'm doing at all. I'm I'm chiding on people who aren't performing. And, and, and on top of that, I haven't even gotten into my discussion yet about the fact that Idris is fucking wallpaper. Um, so don't hold that against me either. However, if you are looking for me to say Wait, we've said things, good things about people of color. What are you talking about? You like Theo, no? I, lo- I really like Theo. I was yeah. actually going to say I was on Twitter like two, three days ago campaigning to get Marlon back on the show because he would, yes. he's, he's like the guy that needs to be back on the show. He's mm. a perfect candidate to have back on the show next season. It's definitely not a POC thing with me. It's what I see on my screen. Yeah, there's a big case yeah. to, to be said for why some of the people that you dislike are are performing at a poor... I mean, Leroy's record speaks for itself. It's sad. It's, it's yeah, actually sad. Yeah, he's a sad. flop. I think he's sad with himself in his record. I do think he has a lot of potential. I think he's, as a competitor on his own, he's great. He just hasn't been able to put all his skills together to be able to have a killer season, you know, all in one row. Um, but he's had amazing moments in each of them. And, uh, you know, Cam 
has just been getting so on my nerves. Like, I yeah. just, I is just is Zahida does Zahida count as a as a person of color? She's from. Oh like yeah, Bangladesh, that's Zach's right? obsession right there. Yeah, yeah, Zach's obsession right there. <laughs> Zahida's actually cool because I think Zahida's one of those people who's she's not as bad as she thinks she is, and she constantly proves to herself that she can do things, and it's so exciting to see on her face, like, because she's someone who just doesn't hype herself up at all when it comes to competition. So when she does do well, she gets this moment of like pride, prideful glow. And it's just so nice to see. I, I love watching her compete. Uh, I think she has so much potential. Uh, and I think, I think she's going to come back stronger. I also think that she's been working out. Have you seen her, um, her Instagram recently? I forgot. Was it on her story or something, but I did see some posts. Oh, about that. I've, so if she's training, I usually keep a pretty close eye on Zahida's social media. If she's training, she could kill it. I know Kaylee was um, training a lot. Now that I've brought up Idris, I, I, I just I want to get this point out real quick. Yeah, because I have no I notes. I have no no notes about Idris. Not one. <laughs> I don't need to ever see this guy on the show again. He's no, wallpaper. He's, he's not as bad. I, he's yeah. He's wallpaper. He's wallpaper. He's just <laughs> yeah. and this is what I don't want the show to become. I don't want the show to become like really like chiseled, muscled people who don't bring any personality. Marlon's the complete opposite of Idris. Marlon has a personality. He has a story. We've already like gotten to know him. Uh, Idris is, he, and listen, I heard his Challenge Mania interview and man, Scott and Derek, like they were trying with him, but he just, he just doesn't have that kind of personality. It, it doesn't translate. And as Irving's saying, uh, I think he's kind of now resorting to Twitter to try and like gain relevance to to stay on the show and i usually don't say that about people but he's like you know trying to start shit that way um i do have a comment to add about that because while i was running my page by the way everyone follow at love island rhymes because love island australia is starting soon that's my instagram for love (laughs) island um it was at 18.9 thousand just fyi so it's dropped like three or four (laughs) since the off season um but i did do pretty well last season and we'll we'll have all the australian content going up there as well but from the Love Island perspective, he's someone who didn't last very long on the show. He, it just sort of happened by circumstance. I think he could have had a better shot if he came in earlier with one of the girls, um, and he would have lasted a lot longer for sure. But ever since that appearance on Love Island, he's been all over the Instagram accounts. Like he promotes and he engages on Instagram like I was trying to engage on Instagram growing a meme account. And so for him to try and grow his personal account in the same way, uh, that was definitely his angle. He's definitely trying to grow that following and be able to create that audience to support himself and, and have that that lifestyle. So I do think that his appearances on the challenge and his Twitter, you know, work now a lot of that is to just gain followers, gain relevancy in this in this way. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how he does. The, I do this think may be a controversial. Uh, this may be a controversial statement with with some of the people questioning me in the comments tonight. But I would rather see uh, Sean back on the show than Idris in future. I seasons. love Sean. I yeah, think I'm Sean had a lot of charisma. Yeah. I think Sean had a lot of charisma, a lot more to offer the show. We'll see if he comes back. Irving <laughs> yeah. says Idris made a poll the other day asking who the best guy on the UK team was and made himself <laughs> one of the four options. Oh my god, that's hilarious. That's fucking uh, great. That is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, ninety percent of his tweets are about the challenge. I'm telling you, it's just, and and I'm not really knocking it it's just an observation you know he does you know that's his he's trying to make his living in that way so that's what he's doing to go about it um but it is so apparent it's like it's just so obvious uh we we don't need idris back give that spot to someone else i I do want to see him in a crazy elimination though i think he would be good in that 
I want to watch them in like a Joss Derek style one where it's like really intense. I mean, because he's a boxer. We're gonna, like he has. He's a boxer. I, listen, he, yeah, I, I actually, you know, th- listen. This is how deep I've gone in this season. I watched one of Idris's boxing matches the other day on oh. YouTube, and it's like it's like low low level. Um, mm. it was, it was okay though. Like I wanted to see what he was, what he was bringing to the table. Um, but yes, like I, I would, I would much rather have Marlon on the show than him, Nelson. So, you know, there's my positive comments, Jessica. Uh, I, 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 uh, I hope you appreciated that. Um, also Idris kind of short. He looks kind of tiny. He is short, but also you yeah. have to remember he's standing next to Theo a lot. Theo's yeah, the, God, Theo so towers over tall. fucking everybody. Everyone, everyone looks mm. like they're half the size of him, and especially when they get the far away shots, everyone looks so much smaller. He's always standing on the plat on the ground, and people are on platforms, like in the lineups and stuff. It's yep. it's fucking hilarious. Uh, okay, I, I I am interested, like Theo. There's been a lot of stuff coming out recently, uh, and and even in, in the past, like this happened last year, where it kind of seems like Theo's an asshole, but he does seem to get a favorable edit. Um, I don't feel like he's an asshole. I feel like he just speaks his mind. He's also dating like one of the nicest females. Like it just seems weird to me that he would be like this big asshole. I think he just has a very specific sense of humor if you watch him on love island one of the first things he says when he's on that show i think it might have been his opening interview i can't remember maybe the first two was either you like my sense of humor you get me or you don't or you think i'm an asshole and so that's that's him in a nutshell so i don't think it's a genuine play you know i don't think he's malicious i don't think he's one of those people who's just an outright bitch and trying to be super mean to people um, he doesn't seem like that kind of a person. I feel like he's misunderstood, you know, in that way. I mean, people, you have a shitty sense of humor too. People don't like you for that. You must. Oh no! I, I, listen, I'm I'm cool with it. Even if he is kind of an asshole, and and like you know, maybe he doesn't realize it. Like I did like the scene where CT's giving him a little advice tonight, saying, "Listen, Theo, I I think you kind of you know, get like on CT. people's nerves the wrong way." Blah 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 blah. But. It's just, those are the kind of personalities you need on the show. Someone who rubs people the wrong way. Someone who brings a little bit of everything. Yeah, you do need that. You need the tension. You need the tension. If it was just Joss and Rogan, it would just be like a striptease the whole time. Which is it's fine to some extent, but we need some some drama yeah. to liven it up. Uh, so, anyway, the speaker, Polly, we got the tribunal, whatever. We go into the oh, meeting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, we're back. We're, we're going back we're, to the show. Going all over the place. <laughs> we go back to the meeting. Um, we have Theo's seven-minute monologue. And, you know, Jordan was saying he was digging himself a hole. I don't know if he was digging himself a hole or if he was already in there and it wasn't, you know, there was no coming out. Um, but at this point, I was – I'm getting fed up with CT in the way that he's trying to play this sort of PC neutral game because he's now taking the stance of, of – of playing stupid. You know what I mean? He's not, he's instead of actually, you know, playing both sides, being this character that's like helping people come together and bring unity on the team and that kind of way, he's, he's playing dumb and he's, he's going on, on, on what the majority is saying, but he doesn't realize how much pull he has. If he would have voted against, like not against Theo, if he would have voted for Rogan, he could have easily brought maybe one or two more votes with him. I mean, there was only, what, seven votes for Theo? How many people are on that team? It wasn't far off from getting the majority against him. And, and it wasn't like they all 100% wanted to vote for Theo right away. It was, you know, a hand was raised, a hand was raised, a hand was raised. 
you know, they were just following suit. And CT has so much more power than he realizes. He could put all this stuff to bed, and he's not. It's, it's pissing me off to some extent. Especially I mean, because he, it's his best player. It's his best he player. He doesn't... CT's not making for good TV. No. He didn't make for good TV last season. Mm-mm. He didn't make for good TV the season before that. He's not making for good TV this season because all he's doing is just riding... Like, he's just walking the fence right down the middle. He's not bringing anything other than name brand recognition. He could have such a powerful stance on his team. They look up to him. He's been on the challenge since I was in diapers. You know what I mean? I mean, this is like he is the sensei of Team UK, and he's not doing any of that. He could have easily swayed this vote and turned it uh, to be against Rogan. And it just seems weird that... He wouldn't want to do that. Like the CT that we know and love would have spoken up and would have been like, no, we're not sending in our best player. Like the fuck that. And he just wasn't doing any of that stuff tonight. Uh, We did get to see Georgia and her stand up for, was it, was it Bear? Yeah, it was her and her and Bear were standing up for Theo nonstop. I mean, Bear even picked fights afterwards, but you can see the loyalty that they have with, uh, with Theo. And that to me is, is not just loyalty, but also intelligent gameplay. They realize that, Team UK is against them as a three, but they're also not thinking straight. They're also just playing on emotion, and they want Theo to stay in the game because they know that he's such a good competitor. Uh, I mean, people weren't even finishing the final last season, so you know it's important to have someone who can do that. Um, and I, I got to give props to. I mean, first of all, you know, my man Kyle. Enos is just in the comments hyping me. You know, really, really, we see eye to eye this season. I know it's a scary thought. Katie, Katie's been bringing a lot of good content. You know, yeah, she Katie. lines up a lot. Katie lines up a lot with with, with how I line up on the show. Uh, really appreciate it. Um, and I just wanted to say that I wanted to take a quick aside. I I think most people. I hope that most people, at least watching this or listening or or that we interact with, can kind of see that. You know, it's one thing to be CT, um, in, you know, in stature. But what we're seeing right now, it just doesn't match up to the CT that that everybody loves. The personality um, CT, the, the yeah. charismatic CT, we're not getting any of that. CT used to be the guy who could think for himself under any circumstance. Nothing yeah. would sway his mind. And now he's the guy who's just following suit. I mean, like, what the fuck is that? It's just, it's so lame. He has so much more control there that he could take and he's not doing it. And he's in such a good position to as well, you know? Set himself up for uh, uh, to have a good team, to have a good UK team. Trim some of this fucking fat. It just seems weird. It seems weird to me, the way he's playing it. Uh, and it's not entertaining. Um, okay, so then we get uh, the meeting with Team USA. This is where Theo asks for either CT, Idris, or Rogan. I would have loved for them to put in Rogan so we could have... I would have loved, loved CT. I would have loved yeah, Theo and CT. I that wanted to be great. able to then see if Theo beat Rogan, it would have lined up with our poll results, which we have to talk oh, about. Yeah. <laughs> I took yeah, some screenshots call. throughout the poll, and we put up a poll if you guys didn't see this on our Facebook page. And for those of you guys listening to the audio, uh, listening to this audio version, you should know that our Facebook page is our most active social media page. We have tons of content that goes up there, so check us out. Uh, on our Facebook page. If you're hearing about any of this content and you're wondering where it is, it's on our Facebook page. Uh, and we put up a poll this week and lots of people were going for Rogan at first. It was pretty even, but it was it was like about 50 point something to Rogan and then 40 point, 49 point something to Theo for a majority of the first few hours. 
And it slowly started shifting. At one point, it was at 51, 52 for Rogan. Um, and then the tide started turning. Lots of people were commenting in defense of Theo. And now, I mean, last time I checked, it was at 54 for Theo and uh, 46 for Rogan. So Theo has been killing him. But it, you know, after all is said and done, reading all the arguments, I know Fabi threw in there that Rogan's actually a boxer. He's won a belt. Uh, you know, we know that Theo's trained in Muay Thai and he's been to Thailand on tons of MMA that he has that skill set. So, you know, it's 50-50 on my end. I mean, this would be a great fight. It would be a great fight. And that's why we that's why we did it. I just I like how even it was. I, I like that people had something to argue on both sides for. And I thought it was fun. Um, and we're going to keep that up. We, you know, we have some more poll topics we've been trying to think of. So we're going to keep pushing those out there. We really appreciate, you know, people jumping in. Uh, and, and contributing to the social media stuff and just helping grow the brand. Yeah, um, it's been wonderful. Engagement has been yeah. fantastic. Thank you guys so yeah. much. And we like hearing your takes because there's sometimes when I'm reading shit and I'm just thinking to myself, like, that's a good perspective on that. Um, very rarely when Michael is typing stuff, but for most of the other people, <laughs> I'll think that. <laughs> uh, Santa's going to listen to this later and be like, what the fuck, Shawnee? You're such a millennial. He, he's so... You're I, such a millennial. <laughs> I yeah I can't believe how hard he rides for Kara. I did not realize that until you know within the last couple months. Yeah, he's he rides a big hard. Car fan. He rides big hard car for Kara, and and that's what I don't understand because he hates Johnny so much, and I really don't think he that, hates I mean, Johnny. Can, he hates. Oh, he despises Johnny. That's his whole. You I know, honestly don't read, don't, don't read them all. And but. and really, that's what it comes down to for me. It's it's like if you hate Johnny, then you know you can't love Kara because they're very similar yeah like, but it, our, okay so I actually have a question for you I was gonna ask you about this we have been saying for the past few seasons that the whole Johnny Carr friendship storyline is horrible well now boom the storyline has changed so what do you think about this shift in dynamic between Kara and Johnny this is a big deal first of all the segue into this topic this is the next yeah. big thing on my notes Here's how I feel. I was the number one person from before this even became an issue. I identified this from the jump. I was the number one person rallying against a Johnny Cara alliance saying that this is unfucking bearable. Mm. It's just two people who do the show more than anyone, who make more money than anybody, coming together in this unholy alliance. And I really didn't like what it was going to do to the fan base. And I didn't like what it did to the fan base. I was the number one person saying this from the jump and following through with it. And then I watched everything that I worried about happen. I watched all the fans say, oh my God, I love the relationship between Johnny and Cara. They've come along so far. This is great. They did the whole flip-flop. And it was I hated cute it. for a while. It was yeah. cute for a while. No, it wasn't. It was horrible. <laughs> I hated it the whole time. And then Polly comes along. And he blows up their relationship. And thank you, Paulie. Thank you for doing that. It it needed to happen. Um, and I, I guess I, I in this breakup, I side with Johnny. Because Johnny is more tolerable now. Maybe it's because he's not being... Like, he just hasn't been on the seasons as much because he's going out early now. But he's just... In my, in my eyes, he's just inarguably the more tolerable of the two right now because he's not yeah. dominating seasons. He's but inconsequential. 
you know, right it's, now. It seems and to be not the popular opinion, though, which is really funny, because I, I, I think I think Johnny is so much more tolerable than Kara is right now. Although, I mean, I did have one moment where I loved Kara this episode, I will say. Um, How is that possible? There was one moment when she smiled after she was crying. I thought that that was just like a really... Oh, yeah. yeah. That was just like she was serving looks right then. I was like, okay, different strokes whoa. for different folks. <laughs> I liked it a lot. Um, and I thought that that was so funny of her. You know, if she really was playing up the crying and the tears, and that's great strategy yeah, so and great this, mental this, play. This great whole night play. out. Um, I mean, I was fucking disgusted. And really, oh, you didn't like you didn't like the night out. It depends on it depends on where you side. Like, is Kara just playing Josh, or I mean, it it looked like it looked like victim Kara. That's that's what everybody always says. Like, you know, Kara playing the victim Kara. That's that's kind of been the common criticism against her. So she goes into this whole rap against Josh, or, or for Josh against Bananas, and she she says. Um, you don't understand what he's done to me. You don't understand what he did to my relationships. And she's crying and she's pouring her heart out to Josh and she's playing that victim card. And I mean, I, I about jumped out of my goddamn chair. I sent out a tweet that is getting a wild, wild amount of love right now. Lots yeah, of favorites. That was and a retweets. funny tweet. A, a Johnny Bananas like thrown on there. Ooh. Uh, because this is what I fucking told you guys for all these years. Like, do you remember on Final Reckoning when Kara's like, who could my rival be? Mm. Maybe it could be Johnny Bananas, the guy I who remember your I remember me. your exact comment about this, and you were like, what? Like, that's not even a rival. Like, yeah. this is what's wrong you're, with the franchise? You were holding Johnny's hand like a month before that happened. So I went back and I found that fucking picture because I remember seeing it when they did the event in Atlantic City together at the pool. They did the appearance yes. together and they took all these press photos together. So that's what I attached to the tweet that I sent out tonight because tweet. it just proves what a fraudulent person she is. She's she's disingenuous. She's a fake. She's a phony. She's got an entire legion of stands that believe she's this like real person. She might be the fakest person on the show. Like Jordan's a real person. Jordan's an asshole. He's confident. He's cocky. I agree. He's all those things. He's real. I agree with that. I agree with that Laurel for sure. Laurel is a real person. Laurel's kind of Laurel. crazy. <laughs> Laurel's kind of crazy, and she's uh, an imposing physical presence. That was such an extreme presence. Laurel. <laughs> I had to do that for my fans. There's not that many of them. But, like, yeah. she's she's a genuine person. Kara's not. She's a fake. I want you guys to I'm see I'm not going to judge Kara whether she's fake or not. I don't know. Um, I, can't, I can't speak on that per se, but I will say... That this moment on the night out, you have to give her props. If that was mental gameplay, if she was trying to sway Josh, I mean, that was a great move. You know, tears are a phenomenal tool, especially in this kind of a game, especially in this environment. So if you can use them, then why not? You know, why I've seen not? enough. All I'm saying is I've seen enough for me to believe that it, it, it wasn't a move. It was her doing her normal shit. You know, she does this with everyone. Well, we'll never know. Um, um, okay, so so then more on the night out because there was a bit more that was going on. Uh, oh yeah, I I have some more. There was Rogan striptease. Can we please just talk about Rogan striptease? Because this was crazy. I know all the girls in the comment section are going to be agreeing with me on this. This was a mad moment. I mean, could you imagine being out and somebody just like starts stripping for you, just like right there, right in the middle of like this giant club? And he's a professional and he's pretty good. I could see why yeah. he does that for a living. He'd be good in I, Vegas. 
I don't have um, I don't have much experience on the the male stripper side, but it seemed like well, Rogan. I thought you were. I thought you were. A, I've never dabbled. I thought you were um, a stripper for a while. No, didn't you moonlight like to college? I, I I didn't moonlight, but it does seem like Rogan did a good job. It, he it all the things that we've heard from from Derek on Challenge Mania and from other people saying like what a good time this guy is and how much personality he has. It, it was able to come out in this episode, and I, I appreciated that. He's also one of those people. I don't know if people have noticed, but he like looks really bad in photographs, considering how hot of a human he is. Like he's so good looking on the TV show. And then in pictures, he just doesn't translate. This is like the perfect example of someone who's not photogenic because he is so much better looking. And usually it's the exact opposite. Usually people will look a lot better in pictures when there's like a filter and there's a pose and there's an edit and a Photoshop. But he is much better on the TV show. Uh, Greg, I can't wait to listen to that Frank interview that I the Challenge Frank. Mania did. And you, you, just, you just gave me a nice sell job on that. Um, here's another thing that happened during the night out that I wanted to comment on. The conversation between Ninja Natalie and Zach. And Ninja makes a comment to Zach that I would like to uh, expand upon. She says, the world that I come from, people are really supportive. She is, of course, talking about the very fraudulent community of ninja warriors whoa, and whoa. Uh, crossfitters. Whoa, cross, whoa, whoa, why are we mixing all these bunches because together? Because they're mixed. They're, they're mixed. No, they're if you not. do ninja warrior, you do crossfit. Gary fucking teeth. Absolutely not. Find There's me a ninja warrior that doesn't crossfit. So many. There's no way Isaac Calderon does crossfit. The guy's like a fucking rock climbing star. Are you kidding me? These people don't all do crossfit. There's so many. There's a lot of parkour athletes on there, and they're not crossfit stars. And some of them are tiny, Zach. Some of them are the definition of, of athleticism. The definition that you would find. Flip Rodriguez is like miniature, and he's I know. Flip's killer. like the only guy I know. He's like the only guy I know. He's he, he, amazing. He, there's so many like that as well. I, honestly, there's tons. The brush is broadening. The brush is broadening. There's a lot of like hippie types, people who live off the land, um, <clears throat> people who like live on farms and shit like that, and they're just like crazy good at this stuff, and they're not CrossFitters, I'm telling you. They're not the same thing. A parkour athlete is not a CrossFitter. No. Ninja Natalie and her super supportive community that she comes from and her lack of athletic background and her lack of sportsmanship, even though she's being, you know, her opponent was the one being claimed as the poor sport last week, but she is clearly a poor sport because she doesn't understand sportsmanship to begin with. Wait, um, how does she not understand sportsmanship? Because she didn't play fucking sports, that's why. Yeah, but you can't. No, but you can't say that without proof. She's only had one moment where she displayed poor ports. Okay, two moments. Two moments where she displayed in port, two seasons where she's b- addressed both of them after the fact in a way that that settled both of the cases pretty well compared to a lot of other people who never speak on these moments and these mistakes that they make. She, the first time it happened against Turbo, issued a very clear, very loud apology both on the show and after the show. And showed that she was still friends with Turbo. Another, now, uh, she addressed on Twitter saying that she was super annoying when she gets happy like that. She gets She it. did address it on Twitter. And um, I don't think she's going to change. And I think that she doesn't understand the difference between a super... She did settle yelling She's actually... Turbo. Like, there's so many people that talk about, like, what is it? Trophy culture? Like, like kids are being raised now. Everybody gets a trophy. All that. I, I don't want to harp on, I like... I used to always get the like, trophy. Pl- played out tropes but that's her that's her that's what she's saying everybody's super supportive 
There's no, not but real... it's not. If you watch, do you watch Ninja Warrior? Because it's honestly, I understand where she's coming from. Because I the watch community... Ninja Warrior as like background noise. You know, it, it'll be on. Okay, but the com- if you if you actually watch it and you get into it, like you know the same people year after year. It's also because very rarely for I mean for at least the first however many seasons, nobody had ever even made it to the top of Mount. What is it, Majibara, whatever it's called. <laughs> And nobody had ever actually finished the entire course. <laughs> There's like the name. What's the mountain's name? It's killing me now. I'm, I'm Kilimanjaro? No, Everest? not Kilimanjaro. It's not a real mountain. St. Helens? It's not a real mountain. It's the oh, Ninja it's a, it's Warrior a ninja, Mountain. Ninja yeah. Warrior Mountain. It's like the, that's, the, that's like what they call it. Anyways. Shai, can we get video no of way. you doing Ninja Warrior? <laughs> me? That's what we want. Of me yeah, doing we want you. We want you on the Ninja Warrior course. Honestly, that'd be this. hilarious. I really want to do the Spartan race, not to try out for the challenge because everyone knows I want to go on PB, but um, but I do think it's like a fun goal because my trainer's wanted to do it for so long. She's been trying to get me to do it. Uh, it would be sick. Okay, anyway, so so no one ever made it to the top. Nobody ever won Ninja Warrior for so long. So the community really just rallied around each other to try and get one person to make it there that no matter how far you get, like the goal is just to, to do your fucking best and everybody supports each other. And... I think that, you know, if you watch the community, if you're into the community, then you understand where she's coming from because it really is all about just, and especially the females in the community. I mean, that's, they boost each other like crazy. You know, if you could make it up the warped wall as a woman, like that was a big deal when Casey Cat and Zaro did it. And like all of these things are huge deals. There's so many people that rally around each performer, each appearance, each run on the course, um, and they all help each other. And so it is a completely different atmosphere. But it is still a competition show. And so for her to come from that to this, I mean, it's just, it's it's crazy. It would be a, it's like a culture shock. It actually is a culture shock in terms of TV shows and in terms of production and shooting. This is so new to her. We've got a comment from Greg that says that he did a deep dive into Ninja Natalie's early YouTube videos. And he says there's some cringe. There's some cringe factor. I'm going to, I'm I might have to check it out. Yeah, we know I she's don't... annoying. We know she's cringy. I agree with that. I think everybody like does. Why couldn't we get Louise? Why did we get Ninja Natalie? Why couldn't we get Louise? Oh, Reddit's been going crazy about having mm. Louise on uh, this season. It would have been the perfect format for her. UK. I mean, she needed yeah. to be on there. It would oh have been god. sick. Oh my god. I would love to see Louise go up against Ninja Natalie Ooh. and embarrass her. There's nothing that, that flop... Ninja Natalie could beat Louise in on the challenge. Nothing. Strength. Nothing. She couldn't even beat her in that fucking tree climbing mission. Louise yeah, would I think smoke Louise would have beat. I think I've after having seen Louise. I mean, I just she's a physical specimen. She this would have been the perfect challenge for her to come on. Yep. She could have been the heavy hitter instead of a D, which would have made more sense because two US, yep. two Brits would would have been nice. Anyways. Okay, so back to the night out. We finished this up. Zach and Ninja's little discussion. They do have, um, you know, Ninja does have a really good line, which is the fact that her failures are so linked to everybody else in team sports. And to me, that's something that I can really relate to because, you know, competing on your own is one thing, but when you have the pressure of if you fuck up, you fuck up for everyone else, that's so much harder and it's so much more stressful and it allows for less personal growth because you can't, take risks you can't make those leaps in order to figure out if you can do something and challenge yourself because you are risking everybody else's game as well and that's a stressful environment to be in especially someone who's used to only individual sports you know a ninja warrior it's your run it's your run it's nobody else's run 
You don't fuck up anybody else's runs when you go up there on the obstacle course. And that's very different to this team challenge atmosphere. Um, and I can relate to that. I think a lot of other people can as well. Um, I think you're tr- you're trying to get an in with Ninja Warrior. I'm not trying to get an in I with Ninja. There's happening. no there's no in with. First of all, I could never like I can't even open cans sometimes. Like my grip strength is the. There are times when I have to have some like I actually that's one of my biggest weaknesses. My hands clench up so quickly because I do so much typing work that I there have been times where I'll have to have like somebody roll the roach for my joint because I just can't twist my finger in that way. It's true. It happens. My fingers is get there a, um, Is there a podcasting community for Ninja Warrior? Like, has that corner been occupied yet? Could you get in on the ground floor of podcasting about Ninja Warrior? I'm sure. It, I feel like the podcasting community for every community has has start. Yeah, I mean, there's just no, <laughs> no. There's a podcast <laughs> you know, for everything. is killing me. They should give that? Ninja a participation trophy after every challenge. That's fucking great. You I know, like participation. 10 trophies. out of 10. They made me nice. <laughs> Shani, we just, we have differences, you know. We, we just have some differences between us. That's all I we can say. We definitely do. Uh, okay. Let's go into uh, Polly essentially leading on Tori and Jordan. What do you think about this conversation? Do you think at this point when Polly was talking to Tori and Jordan that he actually wanted to send in bananas or was he open to hearing what Tori and Jordan had to say? Oh, yeah. It, it was decided the whole time that they were going to send in bananas because mm-hmm. – Kara, Bananas, and Polly, they all think the same way. They are all thinking about, oh, you know, we're going to do this uh, and it'll look great on TV. Like, this will be the best move for, for TV. And uh, so they knew right away that that, that was going to be their play and that they thought they would get their, their big dramatic scene voting in Johnny. But my favorite part was when Jordan blew their shit up in his confessional and he's like, but Kara... Her and Polly already have their minds made up. They're gonna vote it. They're gonna vote in bananas or however he said that. He's just kind of like taking the piss out of it, which I enjoyed. I guess I shouldn't say I was surprised. You know, at the whole move, I will say I don't think Polly's decision was based on gameplay. I do think that he was he was just doing it for entertainment factor. You know, I mean, I think that that's that was his idea behind mm-hmm. it. 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 I feel differently about it. I I feel like um, in in my notes I said it was it was like the low hanging fruit. They, they wanted it to, they tried to sell it. Kara and Polly tried to sell it like it was this power move. And it was a low-hanging fruit. It was like, oh, wow, Johnny's going in. And he's probably going to lose because he really hasn't done shit in, like, a couple years. Um, it wasn't really a power move. Like, a power move would have been voting in Zach. Or Jordan. Or I guess Jordan was on the tribunal. But that would have been the actual power move. Yeah, like, that, that would have been a power move. Like, someone who has some allegiances to Johnny, like Leroy. But the, you know, that's the problem with, with this is that all these people are cross pollinated, like Leroy and Zach are lined up with Johnny, but they also kind of have some ties with Car and Polly. And that that's, you know, nobody wants to, it, it was just, it was low hanging fruit. It wasn't really a power move to me. I, I expected it. Everybody expected it. Yeah, I was definitely expecting it. So anyways, we got this little discussion, we move on, we go to the proving ground, and this is where Jordan is like, I'm an idiot, although I'm sure he was expecting it as well, to some extent. So then we get into voting. He goes in for Rogan. Kara goes in for Bananas, obviously. And we have the commercial break and come back to Polly sending in Bananas also. Uh, then we move into the elimination. This was a good one. And I liked it. I liked the design of it. Oh, wait, Zach. Before the elimination, did you hear TJ calling them out? What did you think of that? TJ called out Polly and was like, Bananas is the best player. I, I think I missed this. 
It's when Cara got all defensive and TJ was like, Bananas is, a, is the best player to play oh, the game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and then Cara talks about all her finals appearances. Yeah, exactly. Um, hey, if you play every season, you'll probably go to the finals a lot. Yeah, you play every season, you go to the finals a lot, you don't win, but um, hey. Zach, there's actually an amazing comment right now in the section from Greg, something about Shane. Why don't you discuss that? I need to go bring my dogs to the other room and I'll be right back. Greg, thank you. Let's talk about... Greg, let's talk about Shady Shane on Invasion. Um, Shady Shane won a very similar lo uh, looking daily. I believe it was like... It was, the, it was a purge style daily where... You know, so many people were had to go and, and the last place person was out. And Shane was the first one done where they had to push their crates all the way along um, to, to get to the finish line. And then you have to, you know, you have to like adjust in there and figure out how you can most effectively use your body weight to move it. Which also later played into Shane's elimination victory against Tony on Invasion in the tuck, tuck, bang, bang elimination. Where you had to figure out how to properly move like use your body momentum to move a structure that you're also weighing down at the same time and that i was reminded of that while watching this elimination but i was also reminded um of american gladiators uh there's a classic american gladiators game where you're in like a rolling cage and you have to try and roll your cage up onto an actuator to score a point and the whole time the gladiators are in opposite rolling cages and they're trying to bang you off of it. They're trying to bump you out of the way. I for, I, for, I'm drawing a blank on what the game was called, which is embarrassing because I consider myself a gladiators aficionado. But it did have a similar look with them rolling their cages and then having to place the balls on the, uh, on the mini goals. This was a cool one. I really liked it. Did you go through the recap of what it was? Uh, no, I just talked about the, uh, you remember that, that pseudo purge on invasion where everyone had to, they started out in the crates and they had to move yeah. their crates all the way along the course. And then the last person, um, to finish was, was eliminated from the game. Mm. It was like the, it was like the last challenge before you got into the house. It was, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly which one you're talking about. Yeah. That is what, well, yeah, that's a good one right there. That's very reminiscent of that. And Shane won, of course. Because he's, um, he's that guy. So this one was called Die For Me. It was fantastic. Uh, this seemed to me like it was much better suited for Johnny Bananas because, first of all, the thing was fucking three foot tall. Uh, Theo is 6'5 or 6'6 yeah. or whatever it is. The guy is a actual giant. And Bananas could fit in there a lot easier. And it's very... Um, I think it just leans more towards Bananas' skill set. Agility, that sort of small type... Um, competition stuff that he does it's very challenging very og challenge style like weird type thing that they would have to do that he could navigate through really well uh, so they were in the tiny in these tiny cages they had to maneuver their way around this little chorus that had seven different landmines that each had a roman numeral on it and they had to put the corresponding detonator onto each landmine before they raced to the finish and detonated their eighth and final landmine that was at the finish line um, and it was really cool, nice little graphics going on throughout the whole thing. And, you know, I was surprised. I was surprised Theo was doing so well. I, I don't know how, maybe it's because he was so tall that he was just like naturally rolling around because he was pushing yeah, aside with so much pressure. bursting out of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, real, the, the, uh, the thing that most people will be talking about is the fact that Johnny screwed up 
uh, the numbers mm -hmm. on on two of two of the the detonators or two of the mines or, or whatever. Greg, it was Atlasphere, by the way. That's a classic. Thank you for that. Um, but by the looks of it, Johnny had him. Johnny had him beat. And if Johnny wouldn't have screwed up his numbers, he he would have won. So really, it was his error that cost him the elimination victory. Um, he would have won for sure. You saw how close they were yeah, at the end. Yeah, I mean, he and and Theo started out in the lead, and Johnny came back, and and I think that's where his natural advantage of of, of like not being as hunched over in the crate, you know, started to help him out, and he pulled ahead apparently by like one to one and a half you know, to mm. targets. Yeah. Um, and he screwed up the numbers is what it came down to. Jessica, what do you mean by that? Uh, Jessica commented, I wonder what it will take for the viewers of the show to put respect on Theo's name. Cause from where I, I'm sitting on most of the, most of the forums, maybe there's exceptions here and there. I think people really like Theo, at least regard him as a very incredible athlete. Someone who's, who's high up there in terms of, um, challengers, especially on team UK. He's easily, I think, I think he's recognized right now as easily one of their best players. I don't see anybody who's discrediting him in that way. I mean, he didn't do that well though on the, on the elimination, but that doesn't mean he's a bad athlete as a whole. Nobody's yeah, really saying he, that. You know, he stuck with it. He came back, he, he got the win. He pads his resume further. You know, he had a he had a couple impressive elimination wins last year. Uh, for Johnny, I'm, I'm trying to think of the last elimination that Johnny won. It's been a long time. And I don't count redemption, guys. Uh, I, I've already mentioned that. Um, so his redemption thing on Final Reckoning, that, that I don't count that as an elimination win. Uh, but just in terms of eliminations, um, you know, he lost to Sylvia and Joss on Final Reckoning. He lost in his first elimination last season. He lost uh, against he, Derek on Dirty 30. Yeah, he lost it against Derek. Uh, he lost against Devin on Vendettas. Um, so bad. And he, he lost to Darrell on Invasion. He hasn't won an elimination since... I mean, the thing on Rivals 3... Was that an elimination? Yeah, I, Johnny and Sarah beat uh, Dario and Nicole, I think. What, that last, that, that, the last... Yeah, that was the last one. Was that considered um, an elimination? Yeah, I'm not sure. And yeah, before that, it would have been free agents in the puzzle thing, the puzzle mountain against CT. Oh, against CT. It, God, that's yeah, so in, long in itself ago. was in itself was controversial, you know, as a way to decide who goes to the finals. Mm. Yeah, that was a um, shitty elimination. But it's true. He hasn't won in ages. His record is yeah. so bad now. What's his loss count? Shit. I, hey, he's definitely but, got... He's got a losing record in eliminations. He's got more elimination losses than he does wins. Um, I think you are a majority with a few. I, I've not seen anybody who doesn't like Theo. To, I'm responding to Jessica here. I actually don't think I've seen any hate towards him almost whatsoever. Maybe what I'm seeing with Theo, the backlash, I think, is is what I said earlier, that there's some people who are saying that maybe he's getting a more favorable edit. Like, he's getting a likable edit, mm -hmm. and he's maybe doing unlikable things. Uh, yeah, his, the, the, the things that people dislike him for are personality-related. There has nothing to do with competition. I haven't seen anybody say that. Um, I don't even think Rogan said it when he was there. I mean, I think he tried to, but he realized he was like, okay, yeah, I don't mean that we would be better off without you. I just mean I, I don't like you. <laughs> okay, so the, the rivals three against Dario and Nicole, that was an actual elimination. So that, that was his last elimination win. And I mean, that was also never in doubt. It was Johnny and Sarah against Dario and Nicole. So there, there's just, yeah, it's it's yeah. been a little while. Johnny yeah, needs yeah. To, to get back in there and... But once again, this serves as a lesson. You know, Johnny was seen as an untouchable guy for a long time. And the, the script 
has flipped to the point that nobody's scared to go against him. And for anybody that hangs around in this game and, and does all these seasons and is perceived as a threat, if you don't go down there to prove yourself, uh, what you see here in an elimination like today is that like anything can happen at any time. Not every elimination is pole wrestle or hall brawl. Wow. And that's what people always go back to. Like any anything you could get called down there to do. It could be wacky. You could get called into that Georgia versus Nani duct tape elimination from last season. Anybody could <laughs> yeah. lose on that. Yeah. So true. You never know what it's going to be. You have to take the risk. You have to call people down. Uh, Wiki says he's eight and 13, which is just crazy. Mm. I mean, that's just a sad, sad record right there for somebody yeah. who's been on the show for so long. Come on bananas. Michelle commented that, uh, he did it on purpose. So I don't know if there's something to that. It's very possible. We did have the theory that he was coming on just for appearance checks and bouncing early every year. Well, granted, not a lot of people, when you factor in most challenges, you know, there's not like a ton of people that have winning records in eliminations, like, like convincing winning records because people just, they don't go in, you know, you're not always going into that many eliminations at most. You'll see someone like one or two people in a season go in multiple times. Very um, true. So not a lot of people have winning records in eliminations. And honestly, that's what makes those who do have winning records that, so much more you know, impressive. It, yeah, it makes them more impressive. Um, yeah. Someone like there. Landon or, or, or like Laurel. Um, okay, so then we get uh, a few comments from Tori, which are hilarious. I just want to um, highlight these moments again where she's like, put that butt into it. And she said that so many times. It's just a great <laughs> yeah, sound bite from her. Uh, and then we have Theo. He wins, whatever. And, you know, say what you will about the guy, but when he loses, I think he always loses pretty well. I don't think he ever gets gross or, you know, horrible uh, like some other people do, you know, he never really cries. He never seems to take it too hard. I think he went, I think he wins and loses pretty well in my eyes. And that's something to be said about him. There was a challenge. Was it dirty 30? It might've been dirty 30. I can't remember exactly which one it was, but he was on a team with Anissa for some daily challenge and they, he fucked up. It was the one that, um, Jenna and Derek did really well on leaping across those platforms and he like oh, yeah. lifted her up. And Bananas in the post-challenge interview said something like, I fucked it up, you know, I shit the bed, whatever. And Anissa turned over and was, like, so shocked that he could say something so humble. And to me, that's actually something that Bananas does a lot. I see him lose pretty well often. You know, I don't see him as someone who's, like... I, I see him as cocky, and I understand where that comes from, but I never see him as someone who can't handle the fact that he's bad at times. You know, he, you know when he lost to Derek, he did it really well. I mean, they hugged each other even at the end, so... I don't see any any sort of ill will there when he loses, which I think is something that needs to be recognized, especially when he's so often vilified. Yeah, I, I think um, Johnny, his next... At some point, he's got to come back, like, ready, ready to go, like, in, in, in killer mode. Um, that that would be... That would go a, a long... Ugh. That would go a long way for him. Jessica, okay, Jessica, I love you, but your comment... Like, Cam's eliminations... Oh, don't even hold a candle to Laurel's eliminations. They yeah. literally don't even hold a candle. We we dissected them last week, but there's been so much more reassurance on my end. I think Reddit, by the way, is a lot more along our lines, the Reddit crowd, uh, in terms of our opinions. Because whenever I'm on there, they say a lot of things that we agree with versus mm -hmm. on the Facebook pages, on the Twitter pages, where I feel like often we're the minority. And they were all dissecting Cam's eliminations. Greg just brought up someone that I want to talk about, Sylvia. I think Sylvia's a fucking beast. Sylvia's amazing. Um, and I would, I would take, I would like to see Sylvia go up against just about any female on the cast 
this season uh, in like anything physical. And I think Sylvia would, she would clock some chicks. Sylvia's good. She's, she's not afraid to like, I mean, her elimination against Melissa, it's one of my favorite female Same. eliminations ever. And so Melissa good. like kicked her ass and Sylvia took it and beat her. And she was sick. Like, and she was yeah, sick. Like, that's fucking tough. And I've always said, and if you say this on Facebook or Twitter, people, stands will freak out. Like, put Sylvia against Cara and Hall Brawl. <laughs> and tell me that, that Sylvia wouldn't put her on her ass. Yeah, I that's think Sylvia, I Sylvia's... See. The thing with Sylvia is that she's actually really smart. And she's strategic when she goes into these competitions and she goes into the eliminations. She knows how to... Like, she plays smart. And she plays hard. And she plays with skill and brawn. And it's not just one or the other she's not about brute strength she actually has the know-how which i really like yeah so sylvia is a beast i'd love to see her come back okay um, so but, i think that's it for the episode we have the next yeah. week preview which we know it's gonna be trivia which is so exciting um and also it we get a little more tie-in about this um the in the first preview for in the first preview of the season, you saw like this rocket chair, people getting shot out of this fucking chair. And I, that immediately stood out to me. Like, what is this? And it looks like it's tied into trivia. It is tied so, into the yeah. trivia. I'm, I'm so I'm, excited. I'm looking forward to that. I love trivia every season. I hope that the questions are better than last. I hope we actually get like a full few rounds of questions and yeah. good shit and not just easy Yeah, last ones. season was very disappointing with trivia. Disappointing for sure. Um, all right. So before we sign out, I do want to talk to you guys about our merch line right now. We still have the promo going up. Uh, and since we left that on, or we, we launched it later, we have the uh, promo going on for longer. It's code Zach Loves Cara. You get 10% off the whole site. The t-shirts are amazing. When they first came in and came out of the package, they were a little bit crisp, a little like crunchy, fresh from the factory. Uh, but I put them down. I went outside. I smoked like two hits of a J. Came back inside, felt the fabric, and it was fucking amazing. It felt so much softer <laughs> right away. I'm what not even kidding. It, what it definitely sell. wasn't oh because God. I went outside to smoke. It just happened that it really was... You know, the second it was sitting out of the packaging for a second, it felt so good. Uh, and I do recommend washing it before you wear it. I don't like wearing new t-shirts. I hate, I think that it, it's just gross because it's fresh from the factory. You want to just wash it. Um, but I did wash these. I wanted to make sure that they, you know, the print quality was great before we started hyping it up and that it washed well in the machine. So these went through pretty average cycles. I think it was like warm water or something like that. Um, my mom did it. <laughs> <laughs> 26 my mom's doing my laundry but yeah she did it and they came out great no bleeding on anything the logo stayed really well the white one also went through the wash and the red didn't bleed either the mugs are fantastic we have two sizes so there's the big ones and little ones uh with tons of different designs on there so definitely support the podcast to get our merch saniacstore.com and check us out saniacpodcast.com we have so much new content we have tons of challenge news going out there we've been releasing articles we will do as well, like we did last week, a uh, Twitter rundown of all the reactions and stuff from the cast this week. Uh, I know you guys really like that. We've got a lot of requests to keep that going. So uh, we'll compile all the tweets from the reactions tonight to see, um, you know, everything for you guys in one place uh, and have all that there for you. So if you have anything else that you guys want us to do, more content that you guys are thinking about, that you're missing, that you're needing, uh, other quotes that you want on merch and things like that, just reach out. We are here. And of course, if you're listening to the audio, you can come back to the comment section on this Facebook video or leave us a message, tweet us on any of the social media platforms. We will answer throughout the week. 
Uh, and we hope you guys have a great time. I know tonight we were fighting with a lot of different channels. There was Big Brother, Survivor, Mask Singer. I mean, there was so many different shows going on. It was tonight. insane. Yeah, to, that 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 was like a once in a lifetime thing because Survivor's not going to overlap with the challenge every week, and now mm. Big Brother's over. And yeah, it was it was weird. Yeah, I'm, I'd be I'd be shocked if Big Brother even had like reasonable numbers tonight. This season was so bad. I can't imagine anybody chose Big Brother yeah. over the other shows. Uh, but yeah, it was, we were competing with quite a few. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. It's been great. And we love you all. Zach, you have any final send off messages to the, to the crowd? Here, here's my, my poster that I have in, in the corner right here. It's a David Boreanaz and Sarah <laughs> Michelle Gellar poster. Just oh yeah. Don't you love her? <laughs> don't you love oh her? Don't God. you? Yeah. L love is not a strong enough word. It's that's such Ooh. a like nineties crush thing. I used to love that show. What yeah, was the show that they did after the spinoff, Angel? That was good. Angel. Yeah, Angel's my shit. Angel's Talk to good. me about season five of Angel sometime. All right, I think we're good on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Take care. Have a good week.